All right, welcome to podcast one, our pilot podcast. Um, we are we are bringing this to you guys. Um, we're gonna see how this works out. Um, our podcast title. Uh, we're gonna talk to you today about how it was created. Um, Mr. Gray, would you like to tell them our our podcast title? Absolutely. Step by step with a few skips in between. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I am Dr. Ashley Ciccone. Um, I am our current president of MGMTA of MMEA, which is a whole slew of letters thrown together to make an acronym, which stands for Maryland General Music Teachers Association with Maryland Music Educators Association. I can't even say it correctly. Um, I also have with me here... Mr. Gabriel Gray. And Mr. Gray is our president-elect. So we are teaming up to bring to you guys uh, real-life conversations, all things music ed, general music, nothing to do with music, um, but hopefully to provide you with a few few tips, trade skills, um, some humor, some just relatability, I think. So, Mr. Gray, would you like to do the honors of introducing yourself? Sure thing. All right, everybody, once again, my name is Mr. Gabriel Gray. You can also just simply call me Gabe. I am a general music teacher, elementary general music at William A. Diggs Elementary School down here in Charles County, Maryland. I'm from the South, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, this is my fifth year starting, five and a half if you count the long-term subbing year, and this is my first official role on the board staff of MMEA. I've served as the junior all-state um, assistant manager and as a chaperone in the past. And MMEA has been in my life for a good amount of years from when I was a student to now being a teacher. And it's just an honor to be here. Never, never would have thought I would be here this soon. So I'm happy. Can we talk about chaperones? I'm, I'm going to digress for a second. Like the role of being a chaperone, I think, <laughs> doesn't get enough credit because you become like the parent, the, the bathroom sitter, the nurse, like you have so many roles as a chaperone. Um, I always, I always think like as a parent, I'm always excited to chaperone. And then when you do, it's just like, oh no. Or like, yeah, I want to take my, my class, my kids on a field trip. And then you're just like, oh God, oh, uh, <laughs> the worst. Thankful, yeah. Thankfully that year we, we didn't have many problems. It was, they were pretty well behaved for, a, for, preteen, teenage boys and, and girls, but of course, you know, working with the boys, they were pretty well behaved. It was pretty awesome. That tiny, sounds like, way too smooth of a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I'll, I'll say this. So I had to, when, when it came to concert day, um, and I was riding one of the buses from the hotel to Perry Hall High School where we did the concert, I was stuck on the bass bus. I, I'm an instrumentalist, so to me, like I was like, okay, yeah, sure, the bass bus. <laughs> the bass section 
of the choir. Is it? Is interesting. Okay. They (laughs) were so proud to be basses. Okay. The entire bus ride, all they talked about was how great it was to be a bass. They were talking in there. Were they like, all about that bass, about that bass? (laughs) Yes, they were. Yes, they were. They were speaking in these low voices. Oh, my God. And then at one point, they were just like, bass, 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 bass. I had to oh, no. turn around and be like, we get it. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. they were, like, they were what, like, no real issues, you know, just kids. I, I love music kids on, on a field trip, on a bus, because <laughs> hands down, you're always going to get some sort of musical entertainment like there's always going to be the one that starts it off and then the one that's like i'm not doing this and then everyone joins in with it uh, like i kept telling them, choir kids are weird okay. <laughs> i was well still am always will be so it's fine. you know the uh, instrumentalists we're we're equally weird um so mr gray and i we we balance each other out because mr gray comes from the the choral vocal side of things, and I come from it um, with a very different lens, but mostly from the instrumental side of things. So my background was is not quite as clear cut. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I I started on a path, and then like I saw a sign, I was like, oh, here, I'm gonna turn left. Oh, maybe I'm gonna turn right. <laughs> then I'll take another left, and eventually I'll I'll find my way. So I started out. Uh, 12 years ago, I graduated. I don't know if I did the math correctly there. Yes, I did. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's in music therapy, thought that was the end all be all. That's what I wanted to do. Nothing else. I left my internship. Um, and I found that one, getting a job, not as easy as they they say it is um, because my now husband and I wanted to stay in the same location. And so that was, it's really hard to find jobs together when you're both sort of in a music field. Um, so wasn't prepared for that. So I ended up kind of having to make shift. I did contract work for a little while which had its own ups and downs, but definitely had its benefits. Um, And then um, I caught a job, but I was commuting 50 miles one way into Miami. And we were living like north of Fort Lauderdale. And I, um, I do not commute well, and I do not get up in the mornings as a normal functioning human being. So that just did not... It, it wasn't going to be successful from the start. And so just, it, it wasn't working well. So then I ended up getting into education, landing a job where I was able to kind of create an educational music therapy program, at which point I was kind of in this weird limbo between music education and music therapy in, in a private school. And I found that it, I was like, oh, I, I like this. So I did that until we moved to Maryland. Um, I wasn't ready for like the beach is three hours away from us after it being 15 minutes and there's no longer this ocean breeze. Um, Somewhere in there, I decided that it would be a really great idea to have a kid and get a master's degree online at the same time. 
And so I came to Maryland with a master's degree, but I made sure that it was not in music therapy because I was quickly realizing that just one type of degree wasn't, wasn't helping me get anywhere. I still had no idea what I wanted to do, but I needed a job. And so my master's was in education and focusing on the early childhood aspect. So I came to Maryland. I landed a music education job. I walk into general music and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm like, well, I'm an instrumentalist. Like I can do music therapy. I can, I can do this. They ate me alive. (laughs) The, The first year was great, but they ate me alive. And I was just like, man, I really have to think about what I'm doing here. Like this isn't just like singing and working on goals and objectives and playing instruments and focusing on developmental skills. Like I have to do performances. What is this? And then the private sector where there's a performance for everything. Um, and so I ended up doing general music for three, six, six years here in Maryland. And while I loved it, and I loved, I eventually found a love for performances. Um, I just, I don't know. I was one of those that COVID really like destroyed my creativity and my like my spark for performances. And at the time, I also decided it would be a really great idea to get a doctorate. <laughs> and so I ended up getting a doctorate in um, educational leadership and decided to take my most recent right turn, left turn, wherever you want to call it. And so now I only teach music education in the higher education realm at Towson University and Longy School of Music. And now I teach, well, last year I taught for the first time ever high school special education, which, whoo, let me tell you, <laughs> it's, you. It's, it's something, um, it, it's great. Um, and then Somehow I was deemed responsible enough to become department chair where all I'm doing now is paperwork and meetings and these parents need to start responding to my emails (laughs) to schedule these meetings. But it's been been an interesting journey. Um, So I think my long-winded background story really leads us to the point of this first podcast, which is our mantras. And so, Mr. Gray, your mantra just in like one of our first meetings together when we first got to meet in person, um, you know, I'm long windedly saying everything about the year and just kind of going, you know, we're both going through kind of stressors, um, what we're looking forward to, how are we going to manage everything and your outlook on how to get through it. I think it was just. It was re- it, like it just resonated with me. Um, how did you? Well, first of all, what is your mantra, and then how did you come up with it? Right. So my mantra is a part of the title of this podcast, the first part of this, the title of the podcast, which is step by step. And that came into my life and became a big part of just how I tackle even just the day even just the day to day way back when I was in college. So when I was in college, um, one of the 
probably the biggest hurdle I was hitting was the praxis. And any edge, yes, all you educators listening right now, y'all probably hear that word and you probably just had some ugly flashbacks. My eyeballs are really big and I'm nodding my head. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so when I was in college, the way that we did it at my school, by that point, they had put the reading, the math, and the writing together, and they renamed it the Praxis Core. So reading and writing, I passed those first try, no problem. But the math, and math was not my subject growing up. It was, it just wasn't. And I, when I got to college, I was one of those that just thought, yes, I'll never have to worry about this again. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And so... First time didn't pass it, wasn't a huge deal. Uh, second time didn't pass it, still wasn't that big of a deal. However, as time was going on, I was needing to have these exams passed just to go into the next phase of my degree program. Sure. So by that third time, and I was, by this point, I took it more seriously. I did some studying, I got some tutoring, I when I got to the test, I felt like I was actually doing pretty good. And third time, I didn't pass. And I was, that one really hurt. Yeah. It, 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 it really hurt. And when I was leaving the testing center and I was coming back home just depressed, this song by Whitney Houston started to play. If anyone is familiar with one of her movies, The Preacher's Wife, which also oh, yeah. which also um, created the soundtrack for the movie of the same name, which is the, fun fact, it's the best-selling gospel album of all time. Just saying. <laughs> Leave it to Whitney. Yeah. Um, one of her songs on it is a song called Step by Step. And the song itself, it just started playing in the car on the way back. I want to say it was after the holidays, because it's a holiday movie. And while not... You can listen to some stuff on it and it and it doesn't have to be holiday but anyway with this song in particular it just started to play and i had heard it growing up because there was a movie i had seen growing up so i was familiar with it but then you know when you get older and the lyrics just hit different when you reach a certain age and you actually are living it no one preps you for that like when you get older like you feel the lyrics yeah Right. And the lyrics, it starts out as, um, well, there's a bridge and there's a river that I still must cross as I'm going on my journey, though I might be lost. And there's a road I have to follow, a place I have to go. Well, no one told me how to get there, but when I get there, I'll know. So I'm taking it step by step, bit by bit. Stone by stone, brick by brick. Folks, step he just said that step. without without any script in front of him. I just I need to put that out there that there is no script in front of that. So, anyways, continue. Bravo. Honestly, oh, in the last ones, day by day, mile by mile. I could say the rest of the song, but I'm not going to keep out here all night. But anyway, um, it it gave me some inspiration. It kind of it kind of got me out of that funk. Yeah, and especially and especially at the end when Whitney is sing, it's 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 almost sounded like she was singing straight to me because at the yeah. end she's singing, "Come on, baby, got to keep moving. Come on, baby, she's, got to keep." I was she's like, Whitney. Okay. She, she just Whitney I you, did, like. 
She All right, I got to keep moving. So I did. Now, um, it would be another three attempts before I would finally pass it. And it got, it really got down to the wire to where my financial aid was frozen. Oh. And yeah, it got to a point to where because I wasn't taking certain classes, I wasn't working toward my degree. I was just taking classes. So my financial aid had been affected and it got to the point to where if I didn't pass this test by this date, I possibly would have had to drop out of college. Oh, possibly would have had to, well, they say it would have taken like maybe a year off, but with the fact that I was going to school out of state, cause I'm from Maryland, but I went to school out of state Marshall university in West Virginia. And the fact that I had borrowed a good amount of money already to the point to where if a loan company's telling you, I don't think we can loan you this much because you, you know, that's, that's a thing. Mm. And it, it was rough. I was so mad at myself because I felt like I, I was blaming myself. It was tense at home. I felt like I would, everyone that believed in me, my family, my friends, my choir director, everyone that supported me. I felt like I was letting everybody down, but y'all by that sixth try not only did I pass, I passed 10 points over the minimum passing score, oh, yeah. which for me was a huge deal. Sure. I had to bite my tongue to not scream in that testing room <laughs> because if I had screamed, they would have canceled my score. <laughs> and yeah, that was one of those things. It was, And I was so proud of myself because I did the work. It just came down to you cannot skate past this. You have right. to take those steps, literally. And if you want this, you can have it. But you got to work for it. And that's how I take, how I just get through the day to day. It's just, listen, okay, there's a problem. All right, what's step one? And mm -hmm. then what's after that? And what's after that? And what is after that? And that's how, that's how I, to, I try to approach everything. Well, and that's so great, too, because I think a lot of times in social media is, is so great and we can easily get caught in the web of someone else's success of, oh, my gosh, I, I passed this and, um, you know, I got this score and you're just you're looking at other people's successes um, and what they're doing but then not realizing what they might have had to do to get to that point. Um, yeah. And then just the reality that you, just because you go to college doesn't mean like you escape kind of the industrialization of these long, awful tests. Um, are there other ways to do it? Probably, sure. But I, I appreciate you sharing that story because I, I think a lot of people will really resonate with that. Um, I So that was me with SATs and ACTs. It, it was just continual, continual, continual. Um, and so, I mean, thankfully, I was fortunate enough that it wasn't. I mean, there was still that pressure, right? Like you, you graduate high school like with or without SAT and ACT scores. But it, it's... It's very much the same thing, and I think that everyone can kind of apply that mentality. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I, I want to add, so Gabe has, has graciously shared his step-by-step -step mantra. Um, and so 
I had to, in a very Chacone way, just add in with a few skips along the way. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because, you know, it's not always, it's not always succinct. And I think for me, what resonates is that you don't have to have this one avenue to get to what you want to do and what you want to do can look differently based upon um, your experiences, based upon your years and try something. If you don't like it, or even if you do like it and you want to try something different, by all means, I, I think we definitely need to encourage that. I think as, as specialist areas, you know, whether it's art, whether it's music, whether it's technology, um, health and sciences, I, I feel like sometimes we get so siloed into that one core area that we don't realize that there are so many other things. And I remember the one thing that made me feel so devalued was someone telling me, well, you just teach music. You can't teach anything else. Right? And like, that was just so, no. <laughs> um, you know, also besides the fact that music is every, every subject area in one. Mm -hmm. um, I also like the saying teamwork makes the dream work. Um, I, I think that we all need a team and how that team looks will, will shift as, as our life kind of goes through the roller coaster. But I, I, like the, I like the idea of finding some sort of saying, some sort of motivation phrase that we can always kind of come back to. Um, I know you and I have talked about like, you know, just having those first couple weeks of those rough, rough days, those rough classes where you're just, you're coming home you're crawling to the couch and you're like, I chose teaching. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, folks, I think it's just a matter of finding a mantra or take our mantra, you know, like there's, there's no, there's no saying that just because one saying by someone has to be theirs and it can't be by someone else. Um, by all means, take someone else's mantra if it resonates with you. Um, Absolutely. You know, I think we would love to hear what other people's mantras are. I think sometimes just hearing just what helps motivate other people can kind of be like, oh, yeah, I need to use that. And how awesome would it be if we shared and had these kind of conversations with our students? Yeah, I've had my students before. I want to say this was probably 2019, probably. The past few years, we all know, has been kind of a blur. Yeah. But um, there was there was a time there was just a there was just a lot of kind of negativity in the air on the student side, and I could tell it was just it was with each other. Right. So. I just I, I threw I threw the original lesson plan away, and I got some post-it notes out, all the different color post-it notes out, and I had them just write. If just please find one positive thing you can say about the following things, this school, any teacher in this building your best friend, anything that has brought you joy or laughter, just write me one word. 
and let's stick it on this whiteboard so we can have yes a rainbow of positivity oh so it's like we can figurative just, so, and literal yep yeah, so we can just, so so we can remember we can remember why we are here and what we can do sure yeah. what was do you remember like one of the best answers I do. Like I just, I just envision the kids, and I'm just like, I just can imagine what my own kids would say. So, some of them, let's see, safe, excited, inspired, empowered. I also remember seeing lit. <laughs> okay. The drip. No. <laughs> and probably other things that I, I don't know if I can say here, but you know. Yes. Um I did I did find out what drip means. This is the benefit. You find out all the things in high school. I think um drip is referring to kind of like your fashion and how you present yourself. If I understood okay. the meaning correctly, I could be completely wrong or maybe that's how I wanted to take it. Um, like one student was just like, yeah, you're drip, man. Like you're drip. It's lit. And I'm just like, uh, I need a few other words in the sentence <laughs> to help give me context clues. Um, but I, I used, you know, the nonverbal cues, body language. So, yeah, it's, um, I was I was waiting for like the good answers. I was like these these like these adjectives are so nice and like wholesome. And then I was waiting for like the the slang. The new slang is not the old slang. We could have oh, a whole yeah. podcast on <laughs> the slang that teachers slang. learned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, folks. Well, this is our pilot podcast one. Um, thank you for for being with us and along the the roller coaster that has some steps and skips in the same way you would have music steps and skips. But um, coming up on our next podcast will be a special guest. I'm not even going to tell you who the special guest is. You will just have to tune in and find out. Um, for any of those feeling super, super duper generous, um, on our MMEA page, mdmmea.org, there is a GiveLify button down at the bottom. Um, if you want to donate to our Maryland Music Educator Association, feel free to do so. Um, I know we all hear the phrase, every dollar counts, but um, as I have quickly learned in leadership roles, um, it really actually does, every dollar does count. You really kind of come down to the dollar and the cent. Um, so if you're feeling generous, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, but more than anything, we appreciate you taking time to listen to our stories and our ridiculousness and hope you found something that resonated with you. So yep. until the next time, step by, by step. step. Also, follow us on social media Ooh, too. Yes. Yeah, so on Instagram, we are Maryland underscore general underscore music. It's all lowercase letters on Instagram. On Twitter, we are at MD 
underscore general music. Again, all lowercase. And on Facebook, we have a we have a is it a private or public Facebook? Public, you can if it probably public. I think it's public. That's yep. That is just simply Maryland General Music Teacher Association. So please follow us on these social medias for updates podcast information what's coming up with conferences and events and our um and our friday shares that we're going to be doing as well our fun friday fact shares um the uh the the good the good with the bad um we love the good classroom tips but we also love the ones that are just the epic failures of the Here's what I did. Here's what not to repeat and do again, because we all have those. So I think we should share more of those. (laughs) Yeah, Um, because we we should not be embarrassed about those things. You know, even with my story with how Step by Step became a thing, I'm not embarrassed to share it because it it can happen to anybody. Don't feel ashamed because we're all different. But if you know it's what you want to do, don't let it stand in your way. And when you knock it down, you will feel empowered in a way like you've never felt before. All I will say is I only had about two semesters left of classes in student teaching after that was done. I was a meteorite. That's all I got to say. I, you, were, you were flying at you that point. Couldn't tell, you couldn't tell me anything. That's how confident I became. So, yeah. you know, just be, be inspired. Absolutely. In the best way can. Absolutely. All right, let's try our tagline. You can go step by step. I'll go with some skips along the way. We'll, we'll get these folks. But, you know, we, we want to do this in real time for you because um, this is real life, right? Like, these are how these things are. And to listen to things that are scripted oftentimes doesn't feel realistic to me. Um, and so that is one thing, Mr. Green, I really want to bring to you all is just those real moments. All right. We're going we're gonna to try this. And after a few times, you guys will have to let us know if we, we get it perfected. So, <laughs> step by step, with a few skips along the way. <laughs> Take care, folks. We got it. See y'all. Recording stopped.